Feels so good to flush all the hopes and dreams. <sighs> Other. You better know that the Steelers defeat the Cleveland Doodoo Browns. Sunday, 1 o'clock, 20 to 13. Pittsburgh started it. Is that what you think, Kitchens? Well, guess what? Pittsburgh ended it. And we're going to talk all about it on this episode of Balls Don't Lie. Let's go! Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N, Anton. Today, we're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their victory over the Cleveland Doodoo Browns, 20-13 at Heinz Field. So much to talk about, so much to cover. Before we do all of that, like always, please follow us on Twitter at BallsDon'tLiePod. That is Balls with the Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe, follow. Most importantly, please share. If you would like to interact with the show, you can click on the, the link in the description, preferably on Spotify, but other uh, apps as well. And you can leave a voicemail on the show. Now, all that stuff out of the way now. What a W. What a W. So much leading up to this rematch of the Thursday night debacle. The Steelers left limping out of Cleveland Stadium. So hyped for this game. I was so hyped for this game. A lot of analysts picking against the Steelers in this game. Somewhat can see why. The Cleveland Doodoo Browns are loaded up with talent. Across the board. Across the board. Obviously missing their defensive stalwart, Miles Garrett, due to the incident. That's what we're going to refer to it as. The incident at the end of the Thursday night battle three, uh, two weeks ago. But when you look at their team still on paper, they're loaded. Flip to the Steelers side. We're decimated on offense. Missing Juju. Still out with that knee I think they said it's a contusion or something like that. James Conner still out with the shoulder. Pouncey serving the last game of his suspension due to the incident. And the newly appointed starting quarterback, Devlin, Duck, Quack Quack, Hodges. So many stories in this game. So many. 
We'll start it this way. There's a picture of Cleveland's coach, Freddie Kitchens, wearing a a shirt that his daughters gave him. Okay. Okay. If that's the case, then that's what's up. But the shirt read, Pittsburgh started it. Now, that's funny. That is a hilarious gift if it is one. It is very hilarious. But how dumb do you have to be to wear it and actually take pictures of it before a game against said squad? How dumb do you have to be? If there isn't already enough motivation for the Steelers to try to put both feet all the way up your sphincter, you wear this shirt out in public. You try to cover it up with a jacket. You should have zipped that joint up. But you took pictures in it and all that. Like it wasn't going to get out. It's not smart. It's not smart. I heard a lot of people talk real, real bad things about Mr. Kitchens. Heard people say he's way over his head as this head coaching job, taking this head coaching job. I don't know. Sometimes I don't blame it all on coaches. Players have to play the same way they're, uh, they would get on Mr. Tomlin. But if all else, don't give the opposite team, in this case, the Steelers, any more bulletin board material to be even more motivated to come out and whoop your earth. Why would you do it? I don't know. But anyways, there was a game. And that said game did not start off very good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I should say it started the exact same way we wanted it to start by winning the coin toss and deferring. When I saw that, I had the the Birdman hands going. I was like, yeah, yeah, I want the D out there first because that is obviously the strongest unit on our squad. But you know what? They proceeded to dink and dunk us all the way down the field. I think I sent a tweet out. It's like the Steelers are content with not giving up the big play. And the Browns look like they're content with just dinking and dunking it all the way down the field. Quite comfortably. And that's what they did in the early portions of the game. Now, it becomes a 10 to nothing lead. And I have to say, a brother was quite nervous at that point. Didn't lose my faith, but I was like, if something doesn't kind of go in our favor pretty soon, this could end up being a laugher. I'm pretty sure I tweeted that out too. But on the ensuing drive after going down 10-0, the Steelers started moving the ball. I think the coaches finally took the chains off of Devlin the Duck, Hodges. The 
first few drives with Devlin, it just didn't look like they were letting him kind of survey the field. It looked like they were, yeah, obviously you script out your first such and such plays. You know, certain teams do maybe five, 10, could be even 15 plays that are scripted. And that script wasn't working. The offensive line was kind of giving up pressures. And Devlin was bailing out fast. <laughs> he was bailing out fast. But after going down 10 nothing, things started to change. Devlin started seeing the field a little more. He was looking for that one guy. I think it was his duck hunting partner, James Washington. Him and James Washington have, a develop, have developed a nice connection. The connection that we thought him and Mason should have since they did uh, play in college together. But it seems as if Mr. Hodges has found that connection. Connecting for, I believe, a 43-yard play with Mr. Washington to get them in field goal range. And they knock one in. Okay, I see it, I see it, I see it. The defense gets them off the field. Okay, okay, things are starting to turn in our favor. We're getting, we're getting, uh, we're getting momentum. Mr. Duck hits James Washington again. I should say, let me take that back because I want to go back to a, another critical play. And I believe it was on this drive. This is the top result. Whoa. Well, listen. Mrs. Google want to talk to her brother. Not right now, Mrs. Google. Not right now. But anyways, uh, yeah, I believe it was Tevin Jones. Now, remember, we talking about this uh, roster dis- roster uh, discrepancy between teams. You know, the Browns are relying on OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. The Steelers are relying on receivers named Tevin Jones. Deion Kane, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. Most of you have never heard of none of these players. But we have players stepping up and making big catches and big plays. Mr. Tevin Jones makes a great catch on the third down. And it was pretty third down and long. I can't remember the exact down and distance. But he makes a monstrous catch takes the hit everything so I just want to give a shout out to Tevin Jones because listen we need those plays we need those plays and after that play that's when the big play to Mr. James Washington happens I think it was another 40 yarder for a touchdown a combat catch touchdown touchdown where he actually got a flag called also which he still caught the ball so obviously they declined the penalty but it was a big play nonetheless nonetheless big play better know that 
And we go into the half 10-10. At this point, might as I am at the bar at this point. You know, that's just where I watch the game. If I can't get it at the crib, I go to the bar. My man at the bar know to set my corner table up by myself. I get to watch the game with a little Long Island. A little Long Island. I get to sippy sip and watch the game. At this time, the Long Island is starting to <laughs> it's starting to kick in. I'm nice and relaxed, you know. You already know. Halftime comes 10 to 10. All right. Just how we want it. We get the ball first. Second half. Then we should be good to go. As long as the offense is running on all cylinders. We receive the kick. Get a nice return by Mr. Kareth White. Who the hell is that? I'm still trying to find out my damn self. But he has contributed to the squad twice in two weeks. We all know if you're a Steelers fan, Ryan Switzer has not been getting it done. He is actually on the injured list. We have not got anything out of our special teams as of late. But this week, the special teams stepped it up. One time for the special teams. We don't get to say that very often in Pittsburgh. You you better know that. And I hope this is a change in that because it was nice to see. But, you know, and, and it wasn't even a major return. This one, I think in particular, was to the 31-yard line. And, you know, which is is good. It's not much farther than a touchback. But when you see your former returner bringing it out and not even getting back to the 20, we take those. That's like getting an extra first down. But anyways, the Steelers proceed to march it down the field again. March it down the field again. Mr. Benny Snell getting in on the action. Mr. Jalen Samuels getting in on the action. Eventually, Mr. Snell, yeah. If you want to win, put Benny in. Yep. He gets him a touchdown run into, I think it was from the one or the two. Sneaks in and gets his first career touchdown. Beautiful. Steelers up 17-10. On the, uh, I think the next possession, we get a turnover. Uh, finally getting after that, Mr. Uh, Baker. I got hella commercials for doing not much in the NFL. Baker. We finally get him, you know, get him to cough up the ball. That was the whole problem last time we played him. Every time we got to him, he escaped. That's what won them the game last time. He escaped. We were getting pressure, but he kept escaping. Not this time. We had him boxed in. <laughs> I think on that play in particular, there was probably four, three or four Steelers after him in this little box. He escaped one or two, 
Eventually, Bud Dupree gets the ball out. I think Cam Hayward recovers. The Steelers go down, kick another field goal, up 20 to 30, uh, 20 to 10. Uh, I think we allow one more, one more field goal, um, and then seal the game with Joe Hayden interception. And that's all she wrote. actually just now hitting me <laughs> that game was stressful as hell for me I'm not doing a lie to you <clears throat> the Pittsburgh Steelers have their own destiny in their own hands at this point in terms of making the playoffs this was a major bump in the road if you will we had to overcome only thing in our favor is that we were at home I mean, I guess if you want to count having one of the best defenses in the league, then okay. But nobody picked the Steelers to win this game. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> it's, I would say out of probably however many analysts, probably 25, 15 to 25% of them picked the Steelers. The rest picked the Doodoo Browns. Understandably. One thing they didn't count was Mr. Duck. Tomlin said it. I expect him not to kill us. (laughs) And he didn't. He only propelled us to score two touchdowns for the first time in five weeks, which is crazy because we've only lost one time in the last five weeks. Crazy, right? But that defense is that golden. The Doodoo Browns are essentially out of the playoff picture. I mean, they have to run the table the final four weeks of this season to be nine and seven and hope for some some debacles on the way. Steelers have to lose probably three games of the last four. Titans have to lose two to three games of their last four. Oakland has to lose probably two to uh, say two to yeah two or three games out of the last four. The Colts have to lose pretty much all their last games, three or four of them. Yeah, a lot has to happen for the Browns to even have a, a sniff at the playoffs. So it's good to be able to. Put the, put the proverbial nail in their coffin. You know what I mean? It's beautiful. I told everybody coming into the season, I was not rooting for the Browns to fail. But the more and more I hear Baker Mayfield talk, the more and more I hear analysts talk, it just irks me how much praise they heaped upon them before they earned any of it meanwhile they 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 tossed the Steelers to the side of the road especially after the week one especially after they heard Ben was gone 
they just toss this to the wayside. Ah, still is 0-3. They're going to be terrible. Oh, they just gave up their first round pick for Mika Fitzpatrick. Oh, that was so stupid. They could have got a quarterback. Oh. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Seven and five? With damn near no offense? And a defense with Mika? Doing work? Didn't see it coming, did you? I didn't either. (laughs) I didn't see this shit coming either. But I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I changed my approach. And I kept the faith. I keep talking to regular Steven. Saying we need to do an episode. Purely based on the Steelers and the Bears because they're in similar records right now. Uh, I can't remember what the Bears record is. Uh, I think they're six and six. Uh, Let me check. I got to look it up. Let me look it up. Look look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Hold on now. Come on now. Where you at now? Where you go now? Six and six. Yeah, six and six. I want to do a comparison on our perspectives on our season. His team, which is crazy, has a worse record than the Steelers. When we did our outlook on the season, I believe he predicted 13 and 3. I predicted 12 and 4 or 11 and 5. I think it was 12 and 4 though. And then our both of our seasons started going downhill downhill but at a certain point though we're very close in record our mindset is totally different about our teams he has a great offense a great defense so do the Steelers the Bears have a pretty underwhelming offense so do the Steelers but we still look at these teams totally different with totally different optimism totally different expectations it's just something that I would love to dig deep into a lot of Steelers fans I know they went down they were down they were down but now Steelers Nation is rocking (laughs) Steelers Nation is rocking rocking Not because we think we can win the Super Bowl. I think we're all still very realistic. But making the playoffs is realistic. Giving somebody fits in the playoffs is realistic. And I believe we can do it. All right. I kind of just really went off script. I'm so excited about this win. We got big games for the rest of the season. I'm so excited. So I want to take a quick break. I'm going to regather myself because I I just didn't follow no script. Uh, 
we'll go through some stats. I want to give out some game balls. And then we're going to get out of here because I have to do at least one more episode of this this week because we got a big game coming up this week. And I'll be saying that for the next four weeks because every game is a big game for the Steelers. All right. But we'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Let's break down some of the numbers in this game. The Steelers amassed uh, 323 yards of total offense. Devlin, the duck, quack, quack, Hodges, threw for 212 yards on 14 of 21 attempts. One touchdown and one ugly interception. It was just ugly. It obviously was a miscommunication, but they didn't make us pay for it. Uh, Rushing yards, 32 carries for 124 yards total by the offense. 63 of it coming from, if you want to win, put Benny in, Mr. Snell, yeah. 32 of it coming from Jalen Samuels. Wide receivers. Whoo, that boy James Washington. Four catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. We'll take that. We'll take that. The rest was spread out pretty well over the other five catchers of the ball. Uh, The one big catch for 28 yards by Tevin Jones was a beauty on third down. It was a beaut. Uh, gotta still give some more love to the special teams. Just gotta do it. Just gotta do it. (sighs) Kareth White had three returns. Two of the three were nice. Uh, one of them, hmm was very Ryan Switzerish. Uh, one of them was 34 yards, brought the ball out to the 41-yard line. That's nice starting position to give to a struggling offense. You got to love it. Uh, the other one was aforementioned was 21 yards, and it brought us out to the 31. We'll take it. We'll take it. And then we had a nice punt return. Only 13 yards, but punted it to the 18. We returned it out to the 31. So getting good field position to start drives is imperative in this league, especially with a struggling offense who's still trying to get their footing. So shout out to the special teams unit. Also covering kicks. Did a hell of a job of shutting down their returners, uh, not giving them great field position all game. I think they had one good solid run back that was, uh, I think they started at like the 36 or something like that. But other than that, did well. Boz, two for two. You know, just good, overall good special teams day. I like it. Defense. Doing what they do. 
only allowing 13 points. You do that, you for damn sure should win the game. <laughs> you for damn sure should win the game. And that's what they did. The defense is just tremendous, y'all. Just appreciate it. Trust me. Just appreciate it. The Steelers are used to having great defenses in their past, but in recent history, the defense has left a lot to be desired. But this year, them boys are balling. Balling. The Steelers have 30 takeaways. They're leading the league in takeaways. They trailed the the Patriots for most of the way of the season. They officially took over the number one spot. They don't win, they're not winning in turnover differential. But total takeaways, yes. Turnover differential, they're tied for second. Uh, I think they're at 11, which is very nice. Still, man, very nice. 15 interceptions, 15 fumble recoveries getting it done they're third in sacks in the league they have 43 total 43 total fifth in yards allowed eighth in points allowed yeah this team is serious oh my goodness very serious if you take away (laughs) the first three games of the season especially the first one but say the first three games They're uh, giving up 15 points a game since week four. That's elite. That's elite. There's no other way to say it, but elite. And you got to give it up to them. In this game, TJ Watt had a sack. Bud Debris had a uh, one and a half sacks with the forced fumble. Joe Hayden had an interception to seal the deal. Even Jay Wobble with you, Wobble with me, Wobble with me, won't you Wobble with me? Jay Wobble got a sack. The Steelers are, the defense is impeccable. It's just impeccable. It's so exciting. That's the, if they can line up all game, that's what I like to watch the most is our defense. Our defense is just it's crazy. It is the Bears' defense of last year. It really is. Only difference is we don't score the ball on defense like the Bears did last year. We have, but the Bears last year scored at an unbelievable rate. Unbelievable. But other than that, we are the Bears of 2018. Getting it done probably have the same conversations I had with regular Steven starting next year. Can we rely on him to get that many turnovers again? It's hard. It's only week 12. Going into week 13 and we have 30 takeaways. 15 all last year. 15. We've doubled it by week 12. (laughs) That's just That's just crazy. Shout out to the defense. 
Yes, sir. All right, let's give out some game balls. First game ball I'm giving out to Devlin, the duck. Quack, quack. Hodges. I got to do it. This man is undefeated as a starter. He's came in and won one game last week, and he should have won the game in Baltimore. So technically, he should be 4-0, but okay. We'll give him 3-0 for games he's played in. (laughs) Yes, you got to give it to him. Next game ball, I got to give to James Washington. He balled out. Four catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. And you still got to give him a game ball, even for that stiff arm last last week. <laughs> that stiff arm is still... <laughs> dude is still tumbling off that stiff, stiff arm. Tumbled all the way into a W. That's what it did. The freaking Bengals got a W this week. They beat the Jets. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to talk about that after I get these, these game balls out. And then the, the, the last game ball, I'm going to give it to the defense. They're just balling. Only allowed 13 points. Only allowed 13 points. Got two turnovers. Win the turnover differential of the game. You got to give it to them. They shut down that squad after 10 points in the first quarter. Only allowing three points for the rest of the game. (laughs) That defense is a monster. Monster. Believe that. All right. So I want... (laughs) It's funny because, you know, if you look at our schedule, some of our wins are against doo-doo squads, you know. We beat the Dolphins. We beat the Bengals twice. Shit, we beat the doo-doo Browns, you know what I mean? But when you really dig into it, the Bengals actually got a W. The Bengals just beat the Jets who looked like they were trending in the right direction after an abysmal start to their season. Who did they just smash? I think it was the Carolina Panthers. I'm pretty sure it was the Carolina Panthers. Let me check that because it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. They're four and eight, but they do have W's. And we just beat the Bengals. And then you look at the Dolphins, who we also beat. And when we did beat them, ah, they're tanking. Ah, they're owing whatever, whatever. The, ba- the Dolphins just beat the Eagles. Because the Dolphins are trying to win games. <laughs> they are. They are an NFL team. And I'm only saying all this so you can't discredit what the Steelers have done or what have what anybody has done in this league. If you get a W, it is a W. You actually absolutely have to work hard for it. 
especially if you're a stiller because you don't have much of an offense. So you can't discredit any of our W's. We've beaten teams who have W's. Maybe not when we ran into them, but they sure got them against somebody and they weren't us. They say Tomlin's teams plays down to their competition. I beg to differ. We've beat everybody we should have beat and a few that we shouldn't have. And a few games that we could have won that are top tiers teams. Less than a touchdown away from Seattle. Less than a touchdown away from the Niners. Less than a touchdown away from the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Like these are squads. These are the elite squads in the league right now that people are pegging as Super Bowl contenders. And we hung in there very well. Wasn't luck. No, it wasn't luck. We have a great organization that are doing great things. Got players that want it. We got a Steelers defense that is monstrous. You got to beat us to win. Trust me. You got to beat us. So don't discredit none of these W's on our list. None of them. Who beat the Chargers. Who beat the brakes off of Green Bay. After we beat them. Beat the brakes off of Green Bay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Even I get caught up like, ah, you know, we beat the practice squad Bengals. And <laughs> they are very practice squadish. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. But they did enough to get a W this week. They got a W. Don't take none of these wins for granted. None of them come easy. None of them. The Patriots are looking vulnerable right now. Whew. Tom Brady is furious right now. Offense is trash. They're in the same boat as us, except that's their starting quarterback. <laughs> Great defense, offense, and not so much. Now, don't say not. No, we're not as good as the Patriots. They still have that man. But we're doing what we do with less than what they got. And he's complaining. (laughs) So, anyways. All right, I've given out my game balls. I've said the doo-doo browns. Excuse me. Doo-doo browns. Hit me one more time. I've said that multiple times this episode. I don't get to say it anymore. Matter of fact, nah, forget that. We're going to have a Doodoo Browns watch for the rest of the season. Just to see how they handle all this scrutiny and all this pressure. 
as the season ends. So this will not be the last time <laughs> you hear. All right, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> uh, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Steelers fans, enjoy it while it lasts. No telling what this rest of the season holds. But enjoy every W. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z if you want to see how much I'm enjoying it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe. Keyword subscribe and keyword share. Please. And like I always say, the balls bounce, roll, and fly. But for damn show, the balls do not lie. Neither do I, and neither does that regular Steven guy. You better know that. I holler. <laughs>